stay low. Go fast. Kill first. Die last. One shot. One kill. No luck. All skill. Hello, this is Risky Krisky, and you've stumbled upon my podcast. I'm also on YouTube, so go check that out. But if you like all things shit hits the fan, minute man, prepper, medical skills, and just pretty much anything Red Dawn type invasion, well, this is your place. Buckle up for safety, motherfucker, because we're about to go balls to the wall. Risky Krisky out. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of LARPing Live. I am your host, Risky Krisky, and we have Josh here from uh, the Modern Frontiersman on YouTube. How are you doing, bud? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right tonight. Uh, I guess you just, uh, you're getting over the coof here, right? Yes, and I'm glad because uh, it didn't hit me as hard this time as it did the last time, but uh, but it was still pretty rough. It was a l- rough two days. I had a pretty bad fever again and everything. My kid's been sick like I talked to you about, but everybody's all better now. Still just got some sniffles and uh, everybody's just tired. So, so I go back to work tomorrow, but I'm yeah, I'm glad we're all over all that stuff. Well, good. I know when I got it, it felt like. That, like the biggest thing for me it felt like somebody just beat my ass like <laughs> yeah totally mike tyson just destroyed my kidneys or something with punches yeah i felt the same man like i like i was telling you like for like two days i didn't even know what was going on last time i didn't remember anything and then when i did finally get up i felt like somebody had beat me with a baseball bat i couldn't hardly walk it's it's crazy isn't it like holy yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, I ran into a guy the other day too. I mean, I think it was yesterday at Walmart, and um, you know, he was telling me he said the COVID stuff is fake. I was like, yeah, man, you know, I know they're they've it's been misused and everything, and I definitely think it's a uh, you know was a biological weapon or something possibly, but it, it's totally real. It totally kicked my butt. <laughs> I've had a people. I've had a, a good friend of mine actually, and he keeps saying that, and I'm like, well, I I I think there's a a misunderstanding of what everyone says that like i agree it's fake in that it's not what they're telling us it is but it is something and my question is like when like how do we know it's the coof it comes down to the testing right so that's that's true yeah problem is it's like if you're changing the numbers and the pcr tests which are already we shouldn't trust them to begin with as per the dude who made it and invented it um it can be manipulated so at what point is it regular flu or mani- or just d- a different strain of flu versus the coof where everyone feels like they got their ass beat versus some other thing that other people are having right and it's killing them yeah um, it's just I, I don't know i feel like there's so much nuance to it but it's definitely there's fuckery abound Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. You know, it's so hard to know what's real and what's not real anymore. But I know when I'm sick and when I'm not sick, that's all I care about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the bigger as long as people can realize that it's more than they're being told. That is the takeaway. The yeah, takeaway yeah. is somebody and they're colluding to lie and choose a certain story to present just like everything else. Right. So it's like instead of choosing what we all want, like you'd think. 
here's the and I know we're totally off topic out the gate, <laughs> but this is what's happening. We're straight to this, right? So I'm going with it. I've been watching Alex Jones a lot lately. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you and I agree, <laughs> and like all of our neighbors agree on something, and then like everyone we know agrees, and then everything in the box in the living room and the TV says the exact fucking opposite all the time it's like and about everything (laughs) yeah but it's like every this is this is a free market so like they should like we don't do business with people who do stupid shit like agree with the exact opposite so like why are they choosing the minority view on shit it's bad for business it's like oh they're colluding with the government it's all fucking propaganda all of it yeah yeah Absolutely. And when you look at like and how it infiltrates everyday life, like in every business, like every part of your political, local political stuff, the school boards, shit, like uh, the unions, everything is affected by it. And it's like it's all fucking propaganda. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that stuff, because like, like I say, it's like it's like with everything. Like you said, we all agree on things. And then they say the opposite. It's like. It, in everything and i think it's it's like straight up evil you know what i mean like yeah. making every if it's making everything true false everything good evil everything evil good you know vice everything's flipped upside down it seems like I, I mean i know it probably always has been but i don't know about you but i feel like over the last few years it's like even it's even worse like blatant lies about everything i'm only 33 and i feel like it's way wilder than it's ever been in my whole life yeah yeah totally um weird stuff going on that being (laughs) said uh i've kind of come to the realization and i trust you know i i guess one of the biggest things is my relationship with with god has gotten Mm -hmm. super strengthened this past year and it's like wow uh now I kind of have a better understanding in my mind of hey, where things might be going based on that alone, mm-hmm. uh, which I think that's 100 percent the case. You know, just biblically speaking, we're, we're trending towards that that final kind of, you know, situation. And yeah. and looking around, it's like that we know what that means. That means it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it appears like it's going to get worse. Yeah. Um, so going through all the playbook, right? Like if, you know, as a father, as a, as a man, as somebody who wants to help other people, I don't want to see suffering. Uh, That's kind of, I would fight to, to protect people from suffering or to intervene if I saw it firsthand. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, I feel like my gut tells me there's going to be suffering and shit. We're all going to see. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree definitely with you about your, you know, like relationship with God and everything strengthened over the last couple of years, too. Because, like, I did a video on Patreon the other day. Um, so, dude, over the last couple of years, my daughter has said things to me. It's like from, you know, like probably for the last two years, uh, has said things to me like there's no way she could possibly know, you know, like telling me to do, you know, like, hey, you know, we need to get more food. We need to do this. We need to do that because of this and this and that. Tell you know, telling me angels come to her room and talk to her and tell her these things and stuff. And it's like really like hit me like you know like it's for real. You know what I mean? Like I, I really got to do more to prepare for whatever is is happening. You know, because like when when a you know like back then like when she first started when a two three year old kid comes to you and you know, he says some stuff 
You know, there's no way a two or three year old child could know uh, or has things she's never even heard before. You know, you got to pay attention to stuff like that, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. I mean, she I, woke me up one day. It's like, like one story I was talking about on there. She woke me up just one example and one morning and I hear daddy, daddy whispering. And uh, I woke up, I said, what is it? She's like, God told the people what to do and they didn't listen. And he's really mad. And she ran off. <laughs> and I was like, what, what did you just say? Like, wow. I never talked to her about any stories like from the Bible or anything at that point, because I didn't, I thought she was too young to even understand any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, what did she just say? So, so I called her back in there. I was like, what did you just say? She said, God is going to be very angry. He told people what to do and they didn't listen. Oh, we need to go. We need to go Dollar General and buy more food right now. So I was like, okay. So, you know, so we got up and ran and bought more food. You know, it's like, where did she get this stuff from? It, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, it's coming from the kids. It's just so, they don't even, <clears throat> it's so innocent too. It's like, there's no way they could know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it really upset me too at that time. Like, I, I told people, you know, that that had happened and, and several other things. That's just one story out of many of the, you know, things she'd said to me. And, you know, it's like, it's crazy how quickly people just dismiss it. Like, yeah, that's not even possible. It's just their imagination and stuff. Like, why is it that hard to believe that God maybe knew that I would listen more if it came through her, you know, in a Dude, way like exactly that, where it would throw me saying. off. It doesn't, it's not for anyone else. It's for you, right? That message yeah, that's was true. for you, true. and God delivered that message appropriately, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. I mean, I, sh- I feel bad because I'm, st- <laughs> I'm, I cuss all the time and it's so, it's so not right a lot of the time. Does that make sense? Like, I, I, I think it's, a, you know, I'm, in the I context. Right with the Lord and I drop the F bomb in the process. I'm like, God. I think it's different and you know I think it's different using it in like you know in conversational manner than like directing it at someone you know (laughs) but that's literally so that's literally where I'm at right now in life so if you're listening to this and you're like you watch my videos you're like he doesn't sound like he's a Christian right with the law I'm like Trust me, I'm just going through a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get, I'm doing, fixing a lot at once, so I'm focusing on a few things. I'll get to the cussing it, when I get to it. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was talking to my wife the other day. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on his podcast and stuff. She's like, well, can I see his channel? I was like, no, not right now. Not with the kids in the car. I'll show you when they're asleep. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. When you know when you upload and it's like, is this meant? And I'm like, I never clicked the box. I'm like, no, it's not meant for kids. I can't. I can never do that. I'm not. Yeah. The clear conscience. I can't click that. I try really hard sometimes. Like that's why I get tripped up sometimes in videos because I'll feel a word about to come out and I gotta like try to figure out how to rebuild the entire sentence without those words. <laughs> I'm just so like I'm so off the wall when I go record though. I uh I typically try not to record it but just one time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh that really doesn't work out well sometimes for me conveying correct thoughts all at yeah. once. Yeah, I feel you. I leave a lot of stuff out a lot of times. And I'm like, oh, that's not what I meant. 
Yeah, I'll realize it like after I upload the video, like thirty minutes later, and I'll be like, "Oh shit, I've completely forgot that one thing that I definitely should have mentioned." Like the twenty <laughs> round magazine video, I'm like, the one thing I wanted to mention is like battle rifles or like long precision or like precision <laughs> ARs, and it's like I didn't even talk about that, and everyone's like, "You idiot, you need to talk about this." I'm like, "Yeah, I literally realized that as soon as I uploaded it." <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah oh well <laughs> okay so back uh back to sort of you know what we're what we're all about here right like what we get in what we're what our mindset is um mm-hmm. i guess maybe, maybe being a marine you know those of you don't know his background you know go check out his channel and everything but you're you're a combat veteran you're a marine and yeah. um yeah i think it just inherently that you know other veterans first responders law enforcement um people who have you know maybe even you know er personnel nurses things like that that have seen bad shit um i think they take when they have a warning that they believe they heed that warning differently than other people Mm-hmm. because th- would you agree in that they've seen what the consequences are and they're like i don't want to deal with that if i can do anything i'm going to prevent that from my family or those around me yeah absolutely yeah i mean I, yeah i started uh you know kind of getting into preparedness and i mean i went the extreme route you know and tried to do you know went the whole you know tried to get off grid and the whole homestead route you know uh uh, but yeah, it's for that reason because you know we see, you know how societies can fall apart, how wow. you know bad things can happen, all the stuff that can happen in a society that's collapsed, and uh, and the consequences of that. So yeah, I would I would definitely yeah I definitely agree with that. So then you know I start personally this last couple of years, you know I start waking up to everything, and it's like I see the writing on the wall. And I see the number of what I would, I'm using air quotes here, coincidences are all happening. And mm-hmm. I'm like, God didn't let me have this job here, this experience, this experience, you know, this, you know, relationship with such and such friend to, for me to see all these things happening. Every single indicator I have is blinking, is just going off. Like there's going to be a war. People, there's it's they're gonna come for the guns at some point like i've narrowed down my add you know call it what you want mind that i'm like i i'm pretty sure this is gonna happen so then i i revert back to you know my experience i, I don't want my kid to go hungry i don't want right. my kid to be sitting there begging me that she's cold and or, or you know what i'm saying or uh or me having to go raid somebody else for food mm-hmm. for them like yeah I don't want that shit, man. I'll do anything in my power to keep, to prevent that innocence from being lost. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel you say on saying, you know, you know, God putting you in that job and introducing you to these pe- certain people and stuff. Cause it's funny you said that. Cause I, I was thinking the same thing the other day, like every, I kind of feel like sometimes, you know, everything in my life, everything that I've done, I mean, from the time I was young up until, you know, in the Marine Corps. And I mean, I was, and I want to throw that out there. I was no high speed operator. I was not no Raider or recon or nothing, but, you know, regular infantry Marine, but all those experiences. And even after that, 
you know, all the things that I've done, it just seems like, yeah, almost like leading up to being more capable of, you know, surviving whatever, you know, sort of SHT of SHTF event that could be coming our way. It's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. Cause I thought I was crazy for, for feeling that way and thinking that, and I never told anybody that, but <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone in that, uh, in that, in that thinking. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry. My brother just decided he was going to call me in the middle of the oh, okay. podcast. So I had to completely <laughs> deny his call and block it. Good job. <laughs> Yet again, Dave, you did it. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I think when I, when I first got out of the army and moved to where I am now, my, my now mother-in-law, she always used to say, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I used to get, used to get on my nerves so much. And I was like, mm-hmm. golly, what? Like, no, like I, and I just didn't accept it for the longest time. And then after a while, like it just, it it almost took my wife, you know, and maybe even her mother to be, to point out things that I, I wasn't, you know, my mind wasn't there. Like, Hey, if this wouldn't have happened, you wouldn't have seen this X, Y, Z happen or whatever. Just that mm-hmm. a few times in that repetitive, um, as they say in the biz, the reticular activating system of hearing her say, you know, everything happens for a reason. It hit me like it kind of does though. And then, yeah, once absolutely. You, you know, once, once I, you know, accepted, you know, that's God doing that, mm-hmm. it becomes a little bit more, um, what's the best way to say this? It's awesome in the true meaning of the word. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm be, I'm given sort of a path or like signs along the way mm-hmm. to confirm, Absolutely. Hey, this is, you know, maybe, maybe just accept it and let it let it happen the way it's supposed to happen. Just do the right thing and it'll, the chips will fall the way they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Knowing that, uh, going back to the whole Noah's Ark story, right. That you're familiar with. We're all familiar with, um, got to build that Ark, right? So we're doing that in our own way, at least on YouTube, you know, and you're on Patreon as well. I'll put uh, a link. Do you maybe, I don't know if you have one website that they can go to, or if you know, just go to the YouTube and, and it goes from there, but I'll put the link in the description. Um, and we're both trying to convey force multipliers, if you will, whether that is on the, the homesteading arena or the tactical arena or whatever, it, you know, the talk of the day is for you, the listener. Um, so Josh here. He's got a lot going on, so be sure to check out all of his content and uh, the different avenues in which he presents that to you guys. But one of the things we wanted to talk about um, tonight is logistics of the, you know, the potential conflicts that could arise. And, um, you know, I think it's it might be specific to the type of engagement or the type of conflict that is happening and, and how we approach the logistical side, which is how you win, right? Cause the mm-hmm. strategy and tactics are cool. Um, 
but you have to really be able to f- to feed the beast. Otherwise, it's not going to be able to take place to begin with. Right. So do you, so do you have any thoughts offhand, or like what what have you done, or how would you address this, um, from a, just a practical regular guy standpoint? You mean as far as. <clears throat> Oh man, Met TC, <laughs> and that's all we're going to talk about tonight. So that's really <laughs> Met TC, and we can the th- the thing that nobody wants to hear. It depends, and the thing I say all the time. <laughs> um, it, you mean as far as uh, like supplying, say, like a mutual assistance group or or the militia, if you will, or how, yeah, how do we? How do we set this ball in motion, if you will, of of saying, okay, you know, what happens if he gets raided? What ha- you know, what happens if we run low on ammo? How are we combating this? How are we how are we going to approach the greater problem of we need a ton of ammo and weapons and f- people that can play the game, and we need to organize? How do we, you know, uh, they say, how do you take a how do you eat a horse one bite at a time, right? Like how do we, what bites are we taking first here? Um, well, I think a really important thing is like I did a video the other day on, on building community. Um, you know, we can find people, you know, in our, in our own community, especially starting in our, in our families, uh, but just going out and, and talking to people, you know, like I think you've said it before and a lot of people have, and, and I did the other day that, Everybody, you got to get out of your shell first off, you know, get out and actually physically talk to people and you don't sound like some kind of lunatic, but, you know, find people in, uh, you know, common areas where, where, you know, you can meet people that have common interests and uh, and get to talking to those people and, and, you know, sort of build a a, a group to begin with. Be good to, you know. Set some sort of rules for that group, making sure that everybody at least has uh, some sort of supplies to start off with. Um, but I think that's that's definitely a place to start. Would you like yeah, me to add think, anything else to <laughs> No, that, that, you bring up a good point, you know, just off the bat, people, right? Like relationships yeah. with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think – going back to you said everyone needs to have a base you know supply yeah so like leading by example um yes absolutely and and i don't maybe i'm describing how to be a psychopath here so don't take that the wrong way (laughs) (laughs) but like think about it realistically right um if i want to supply a bunch of dudes i need a bunch of fucking guns and ammo where is a bunch of guns and ammo without having all of the federal agencies combine and coalesce on my house tonight and stack on my front door we're going to leave out a few different things here so we're going to we're not talking about different public places you would get guns let's just talk about like dudes who own gun stores or gun collections right um, you probably not the best idea to go up to a gun store and be like, Hey, if the world ends, you want to give me some guns and shit? Like you're going to sound like a crazy person. They're going to ask you to leave the store. Yeah, but absolutely. Good relationships with people and you might get in, you know, maybe you go to a certain gun store all the time and you go there and send enough of your business there that you can have a conversation or know the owner on a first name basis. Or maybe, you know, a guy who knows him. So maybe you get closer to that one dude. 
so that you can eventually get in and maybe have a chance at talking to the dude. Yeah, because absolutely. odds are, if he's running a gun store, he's probably like-minded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of that lately, especially over the last few weeks. Uh, I go to the gun store here. They're kind of hard to talk to because the one near our house is like it's always packed. You know, people are always, you know, like you can't even hardly get to the gun counter. But they know who I am. Two of the guys are Marines, and just from talking to them here and there, they at least know who I am now. You know what I mean? And they do know that I have a YouTube channel. I believe they're probably subscribed as well. They might listen to this podcast, but you know, that's a start. I opened up the door, you know, they, they know where I'm at. They know that's where exactly my mindset is. <laughs> yeah. told them about the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like we, I not want to manipulate people. You know, I don't think that that's necessarily what it is. Some people might see it that way, but you know, I mean, you got to kind of str- be strategic about you know building connections and stuff i've life I mean, is full I'm, of give and take right so give yeah give, absolutely don't don't expect to take anything you know just give and then at some point it will get rewarded right and yeah. and i look at it i look at the you know supplying people with guns in this way kind of too i guess i mean you probably are in a similar area to, that i am i don't know i've never been where, i've never been exactly exactly where you live uh but I imagine it's very similar to where I live where, I mean, everybody on my, there's not very many people on my road because I live kind of back out away from things, but I'm confident. And I know that at least half, I know everybody in my area is probably armed. Everybody on this road probably has an AR 15 and probably has ammo for it. So I first, I don't need a bunch of guns, but everybody in my group needs a gun. You know what I'm saying? So I don't need street cred to all those people. So that they yeah, recognize exactly. who you are and they don't mess with you or they heed your advice if you know yeah. the most. Or, yeah, or, you know, join up with, you know, my group when if that at, at that point comes, preferably now, but, uh, you know, later on if, if need be. But I, I, you know, I don't think I need to go to the gun store and, and, you know, snatch up a bunch of guns. I just need everybody in my group to have a, a rifle. You know, I, I'm. I feel like I'm good with my 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 one two rifles. Uh, if everybody if everybody around me has a rifle, then hey, that's that that problem solved, and I didn't really have to do anything. They already had the they already had the stuff, you know. Well, let's go back. Let's go back. Um, I want to say two things. So the first of which, I for the glowies listening, I'm not advocating that any federal firearms you know dealers give and get with us and get any guns i'm saying in no, a grid absolutely down into not. the world hypothetical armageddon or red dawn situation right something crazy like that this is not right now it's not what we're getting at second of all i think it's it's met tc right so if it's um <laughs> if it's a tyrannical government to be unnamed which one cracking down on its own populace using blue helmets to help then you know, maybe having a larger supply of guns um, that we can go and and stockpile and cache places because people are getting raided or, you know, they're, they're going street by street, something like that. That might be something of interest, you know, a different one. Let's say a red dawn happens and every Mm -hmm. swinging dick needs a gun. So Mm -hmm. then, yeah, we might need to get down to local gun shop and dole them out. But yeah, in that case, yes, I can see that. Yeah, like we but, say, it, it depends. <laughs> and the whole point being, you know, I kind of got on a tangent there with the gun store thing, but like, um, having those relationships strategically going and you know, 
if y'all need, if you're thinking about Camo, how are we going to, if you don't have a guy who's a ham radio expert, go take the ham radio class. Go to the local in your town or county or regions. Ham, they have ham fest is what they're called. Like ham radio fucking fairs. Mm-hmm. Um, go meet people because the people that are into that are going to go and be there. Put yourself in the situations that will present the most opportunities or the highest percent chance that you're going to meet somebody that can help you or benefit you and you can benefit them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and not, not just, uh, yeah. I mean, people with all kinds of skills, like I talked about in that, in the last video I did on building community, um, meeting people that have those medical skills, meeting people that know about, you know, raising animals, people that are farmers, people that are, you know, people that can help, you know, sustain and perpetuate life after whatever's happening. And let's be real here. I want to, I want to preface, or maybe it's too late to preface, but like I'm talking about, I want to be able to sustain my family, those loved ones around me, my neighbors or my community. I want to keep them safe and potentially also have a resistance that I can build up against whatever force is attacking us or harming us. Yes. Yeah, I and don't I think, think I don't think you or local uh, communities or small towns or maybe like even parts of towns and they're going to have to group up and team up together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd like to add that as well, that yeah, the whole idea of this is, uh, you know, defensive, I believe, is where you're coming from, as well as I am. I don't know anybody to think that I'm, you know, <laughs> that we want to, you know, go do, you know, go off doing some, you know, direct action type you know, stuff. The, uh, yeah, we all just want to defend our families and our communities. Right. And so like <clears throat> going, let's say, for example, Red Dawn situation, I would mm-hmm. consider offensive tactics. However, it that that's a huge yes. caveat. Like my family has to be safe. I will not just go, you know, maybe the young guys who are 20 and don't have kids or a wife um, and they, they're into the whole, you know, let's for the sake of argument, the whole LARPing thing yeah. and they want to go like, yeah, there's going to be that those guys will have the opportunity to go do that. But you know, I'm not leaving my family until I know that they're safe. And that's going to be a pretty high bar to set for me to feel comfortable enough to leave and go do offensive operations and know that they're still safe. Because Absolutely. If, if I can go, if I'm in the proximity to do offensive operations <clears throat> to my family, the odds of them being having their safety guaranteed is slim to none. Mm -hmm. And I don't see, you know, so just a reality gut check to people, you know, maybe if you're 18 or 20 or don't have anything else, you know, no one there that relies on you, but uh, it almost has to be defensive and the security patrols and everything. I I like to think that they're, they're early alert systems and they're going to default back to larger reinforced areas you know, bunkers, yeah. trenches, things like that at the perimeter. Absolutely. I've thought about that before, just driving around, you know, around my house and stuff. You know, if if my if my group falls back to here where, where I'm at, I'm probably not going on security patrols like really super far away from here. Are we're we're gonna do security patrols, you know, NRAO and we're we're not gonna you know go too far away. We're we're trying to defend our our, our homestead, our our community that we've built and this i i would say this podcast and, and maybe even 
my YouTube channel as a whole. Um, I don't know about yours necessarily. Uh, I, I like to think that the people watching, because I don't have hundreds of thousands of viewers, not, really not even tens of thousands for the most yeah. part. You yeah, know, none have, of us, maybe, neither of us. <laughs> I might have one video that has 10,000 views on it, maybe. But mm-hmm. that's one fucking video. It's just because it's the oldest. <laughs> um, yeah. That being said, I'd like to think we're talking directly to those decision makers because they're the ones paying attention they're the ones researching and looking for this information um, actively. So think about this and the fact that, like, if you're the guy or, you know, a small percentage of you, you're the gal that is running <laughs> your little show. Um, whether it be your street or your community or your piece of property and you have people coming to your property because let's face it if you own a decent amount of land like you're probably going to be the place people are going to think of that they're going to want to come so you need to have obviously that's good right up to a certain point you want to have that team um but you you need to realize like if you know all this stuff you shouldn't be the one doing all the most dangerous things you know you might need to occasionally yeah, like you need to be making the, the call on the shots. You need to be the MacGyver. You need to be the leader that knows the bigger plays that have to be done. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's something I was thinking about. I was probably going to talk about a little deeper on Patreon tomorrow. But yeah, that fact that chances are, like it or not, in after SHTF, uh, you're, you're a leader, whether you want to be or not, because like, like you just said, people might be coming to you, your family, your, your friends, they, they might know uh, that you've been, you know, into this stuff that you're preparing and stuff. So I think leadership is another, you know, another skill that isn't really talked about much uh, when talking about preparedness, but it is a very important one. I think the most, the most pertinent part of that, well, it's twofold. Um, I, I think, I think the statistics on my channel on this, it's like literally, 99 point something percent are men it's like 0.06 or women right so most well, you got more do, women than i do yeah right like it's mo- <laughs> i got zero yeah it's mostly men and i'd say probably half or more are the head of the household right so i'm gonna yeah. break it down for the sake of ease you got the heads of the household you got the single dudes mm-hmm. so um if you are the head of the household um you have to understand that there's other heads of the households out there that are going to not, that might be somewhat prepared, but they're, they're ignorant, right? So think of these guys as FUDs, if you will, mm-hmm. right? They think they know everything. They have some stuff put away and they've been waiting for this the whole time, but they're not really prepared. They're the loud mouth, the ones that, that, you know, you gotta, there, we need to have that maturity and understanding and that, that just general, you know, you got to be not a dumbass here in this situation because there's going to be a lot of people v- trying to get that leadership position, at least up front, right? It might, it might be behoove you or whoever to step back and let these things kind of work themselves out until, until everyone decides on who the leader needs to be, right? Because mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of the people here probably don't have that land. They're going to be going to land or they're right. going to be trying to take control of their neighborhood or their street. Um, I, I think if you're that head of the household and you have land, it's going to be obvious that you're in charge, more or less, because people are going to be coming to you. 
and it's going to yeah. be worked out in advance. Um, single guys, uh, I, they're probably going to be if they don't have plans to go to a team already to a, the guy who's ahead of a household, um, they're going to be doing the lone wolf thing, which is dangerous as shit. Um, yeah, it probably won't last long. <laughs> and, you know, but honestly, I think there needs to be some of that lone wolf stuff as far as if there are offensive operations, depending on the situation, right? Like, like we said, you and I will probably be staying with our families. Those guys are going to be needed. Yeah. We so could probably stay back and train people, <laughs> but it's going to be dangerous as fuck if you're them, right? Like, I don't want to be yeah. them, but it's going to no, be needed. No. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true. But the whole thing of I, I'm trying to get at is knowing when to assert yourself or not, uh, because right. there's going to be. Think of all the people. Just and I'm kind of thinking about this for the first time right now. Think of how many of these dudes are going to be alpha type personalities, are going to be gung ho type dudes. And are going to automatically think they know more or are better prepared than everyone else that gets up in that first meeting in the neighborhood and there's 15 dads there, right? Yeah. Two of them are cops. There's a couple Marines there. There's a guy who's a Navy vet, right? There's one burly dude who looks like he, you know, does Christmas tree stuff with a chainsaw. (laughs) And then everyone else is just some regular dude with New Balance, (laughs) right? Who's going to be fighting for the fucking microphone? Right, right. So, and, and you know what, too? That guy who that guy may know more than you. He may know more than everybody else there, too. Something to think about as well. I will say that it, you know, getting into this community, uh, it's been a gut check for me. And I don't mean in a bad way, because, you know, some guy, bro vets don't like it, but um, the amount of civilians that know a lot of what they're talking about. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I've, dude, I've had people at work like start talking to me about, you know, I'm not like, I don't know every little thing about every gun and stuff like that because I'm not, I don't look at things like that, you know, because I mean, I see my rifle as a tool. I don't like nerd out on specs yeah. and stuff. But, dude, I've talked to people at, I've talked to people at work and stuff. He's like, a lot of them, like, you know, 19, 20 years old know way more about weapons and stuff than I ever have <laughs> like yeah are you an armor or something you know like but uh, you're not just that but yeah gear and you know talking about gear and stuff i've never heard of and i'm that's cool man i can learn from i can learn from you know these these people even though they never had you know any kind of military experience hey it doesn't matter you know if somebody knows more than you they know more than you about you know sir well yeah exactly like i realized that as a firefighter too like the amount of stuff that other people have can can problem solve that i would never have thought about it just blew my mind like um tote like guys who run tow trucks and wreckers Mm -hmm. truckers themselves um people that run heavy machinery um it just it blew my mind how innovative and how smart a lot of these people were and it's like depending on certain situations like you never know when you're gonna have to fabricate something or put some push bar on a bumper because y'all are going to go do some you know hood rat stuff with your friends um (laughs) you know you need to bust in the front gate you know has anyone ever welded anything do you even know how to do that where are you going to source the metal from right uh right what those people are good to have 
especially when we're talking about, you know, logistics and stuff. Yeah. We definitely need these, you know, innovative people that know, you know, all the non pew pew stuff as well. So, yeah. So then you have the people, I'd say the people are at the top, right? Because if you know everyone and I'm not talking Facebook friends and you just have a number and you're just proud of the number, right? I'm talking, you have their phone number, you can call them and they'll answer, Mm -hmm. right? Like that kind of thing. And they live close. Um, having that is going to be the, at the top of the list because if the news is off or the, or the power shuts off and they see a face, if that face is a friendly face, you've already won the battle. Mm-hmm. And if you're yep. like, Hey, everything's going crazy. I need this to be at this location. Can you do that? Yes, I can do that. Okay, cool. Or, you know, just having, having those people in place to call upon, is, is going to be the first thing, because then if you go down, I just look at it as like a matrix, right? Like, so then from there you have, you can self cache uh, supplies and weapons where you need to, right? Using your own supplies or like your neighbor's stuff, like your, your mag, if you will. But right. then, then you got to go and get it after that. Right. So let's say you're it's there's without rule of law. Right. So there's no nine one one for whatever reason. Um, you know, having an understanding of where items are, what what might be in place, how to gain access to places, um, how to do it quietly. Mm-hmm. That, it, it's like that MacGyver shit. The more you know, the better you're going to be. Uh, so having and being that leader within your group, knowing that, hey, this guy Hey, doesn't this guy have uh, you know he, he did this and he can he can bust locks right like okay cool well maybe we should ask him how to get into the fucking dump truck parking lot because we need an armored vehicle and they have dump trucks two exits up in a you know dot parking lot right, right. so to so something along those lines like has anyone ever driven a dump truck right like um yeah being able to just dis- to discern hey if we can get a dump truck, we can have an armored thing. We can go and we can raid this stronghold. Um, right. But you're not going to get to that point if you just hoard guns and ammo and MREs and debate and argue all your friends on the internet, right? Like you right. have to actually go out and strategically target these locations. You have to know your area, print off maps. Um, have certain areas identified in advance. Yeah, of, area studies. That's something I've been working on here lately. It's a lot of work, but it's important. So, okay, yeah. So in the area study, what are some things when you're doing that area study that you're you're keying off to or you're like you're really honing in on? Uh, you know, there's not a lot around my in my what I have deemed as my AO. Not a whole lot of, you know, there's no town or anything like that. So for me personally, a lot of it is like key terrain, uh, you know, like water sources, um, areas of elevation, uh, you know, areas that can be defended, you know, because there's just not a lot of, well, you know, there's not a lot of other key terrain as far as like, uh, you know, and things like that, you know, police stations or anything or anything like that in, in my in my AO. So those are those are the things that I've mostly been uh, focused on at 
at the moment. So I'm, I have a few things that, that I'm looking at. Like I look at the perimeter of my area, like what, mm-hmm. what the, what the main stronghold is like where my family's going to be. Then I want to look at the, the inner perimeter, then the medium and then the, like the far perimeter. Right. And right. so then I have it from, I, I look at observation points where I could, who lives where, so that yeah, I can that's an important radio, they can key me off, you know, like they're hoot, hoot, in the hood, right? The cops yep. are coming and they hit you around the corner with that, you know, the kid on the bike. Yeah. So I need these people. Man, you know, keeping a gangster room. up in here. I'm from Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, not too far from me, though. That's right. <laughs> Uh, I've been to College Park, I'll have you know. So, <laughs> so having people in the right location, and um, it's it's funny. I didn't go target these people because of where they live, but you'd think that if you looked on a map and look at where their <laughs> where all their houses are. Um, but knowing, hey, if I'm at this, you know, here's where the exit ramp is for the highway that leads to my neighborhood. Maybe I should know that like the back of my hand Mm -hmm. i should know exactly how far that is down to like the kilometer right or you know use miles you don't have to be crazy we're not in the military right so know exactly how far that is um you know know the know the waterways closest to you um i'm looking at stores i'm looking at places that might be abandoned yeah offer a lot of stuff so like I, I think of um, I think of getting things that other people aren't going to want to get if shit goes south. So like if let's say there's an EMP or like the lights turn off, I'm thinking nobody's going to be at like the auto repair place, like Napa Auto Parts. Like I'm going in there and I'm getting batteries and stuff like nobody's business. Right. Um, yeah, I mean like right down the road for me, there's like like the next five houses on my road are all abandoned. They're all old abandoned houses. So good thing. I know I can go there to get building materials, you know, if something happens. That's right. And think about like a lot of these commercial places, they're going to more or less be abandoned mm-hmm. when, when something goes down. Cause what are people at the commercial warehouse going to show up in an essay shift? Probably not, no. especially not after a few days. Um, security is not going to be there like these places are going to offer excellent ops lpops if you will mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, i, I also about think that. of i i look at them as getting this heavy equipment right so i look at dump trucks armored cars um pro- huge generators large style mm-hmm. generators because you know think we gotta think large scale here like it, yeah, my family might be okay if I go nab a, a generator and a huge thing of gas on an eight and I steal an ATV and bring it back, right? Like, okay, cool. But it's like, does that really help? No, that just bides me a little bit of time. Like, it would help me if I got power for everyone on my street. Right. And then they could realize, like, hey, this guy's not a dick. He's trying to help everyone. We can trust him, right? Like, yeah, I, we're on his team. Yep, we're on his team. He provide. He got his power. You know, put his neck out there for us, or whatever. Right. 
Um, and then thinking larger, like logistically, you know, it would be nice if you had a resistance and you wanted to fight back. Mm-hmm. How would you, how do you fight people with armor or, you know, overwhelming force? Maybe we need armor ourselves. How do you get that? Well, you know, go make yourself some kill dozers. If you know where all the, the dozers are, right? Like, and you got a fabricator and you know where all the metal is. Mm-hmm. Well, no one's going to be thinking to get, you know, large, heavy machinery right when shit goes south. If you're thinking that, well, because you've got all your other stuff squared away already. <laughs> who's thinking? Yeah, who's thinking about the box truck that re- that goes to the ATMs? That's you know in the the back of the Walmart parking lot, abandoned, right? Everyone's in Walmart getting food and stuff. Like that that vehicle might do you some better. It was some better yeah. good than anything. Yeah, I'm glad you say that because that's yeah, that's something I've thought about as well. Like if I can get if I can get all my stuff squared away now that everybody would be fighting for after the fact, then yeah, you like you said, I can focus on those other things that nobody's think nobody's thought about yet. And or focus on places that will have food and stuff like this that no one else is thinking about. That's true. Like <laughs> no one's gonna be going into a school, like I know it sounds crazy, but like cafeterias. Right, oh, there gosh. are cafeterias <laughs> that are going to be stocked, but no one's going to be in. Right. Yeah. Large scale, you know, distribution centers that, occur, if they're not on fire, you know, you can maybe go there. Yeah. yeah um, that's a good point. I was going to say, I should probably leave that. I was, I had a, <laughs> I have a pretty good trick on getting fuel. But that might get some agencies knocking on my door if I say that one. Yeah. I feel you. There's a lot of things I could say, but I, I concern about all about the good the... stuff is, is going to yeah. get a knock on my door. I feel you. It's not even anarchist cookbook stuff. It's just direct. Like you do this, this, and this, and you can have X, Y, and Z. And right, nobody's right. gonna even know or stop you. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why that's that's why I tread around like ambush stuff as well. You know, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you know, that, uh, logistically speaking, that's another way we could uh, we could get things if we needed to in and without rule of law world. Dude, yeah, I <laughs> I'm gonna leave this super generic, like knowing. At... Oh man, no, I don't even know if I should say that. <laughs> As a firefighter, you get to go into a lot of places and you work with a lot of agencies and just to see if you just had a pair of bolt cutters and a few locks of your own and cut a few locks, get into a parking lot. You don't even need keys for some of these vehicles and then just put your own padlock on to lock the gate so they can't get in. And you're going to be gold. Like, I don't, it's just so simple. Some of the stuff. Yep. (laughs) Probably that might be enough. I can hear them driving up now. (laughs) After I say that. Maybe I know some of, some of the places you might be referring to. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I I accidentally might. Which I was going to say earlier, but I stopped myself. Yeah. When you were talking about where to get things. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it doesn't help that when you're you're somebody like us, you know, all the people, you know, in a small town or let's say a two a 2A friendly town. We know most of the people that would be on the on the bad side if we were in a liberal city anyway. But they're not. They're on our side. And we're friends with them. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I, yeah. 
I'm not really too worried about the local cops or sheriff's deputies kicking in my door because, like, I know all of them. Like, I know the ones on the SWAT team. Like, what are they? Yeah. Doing? They're going to call yeah, me and be I like, mean, hey, we're coming. Get out of your house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same around here, man. Like, I had a, I mean, I know most of the, you know, county cops out here are probably very, very like minded. I mean, we had a car flipped upside down. It was stolen. It was run off the road going down the hill near my house. And, I'm out there in my freaking, it's like pouring down rain. I'm out there with my rifle and a flashlight and my German shepherd in my Marpat, uh, uh, damn Gore-Tex. And he pulls up like, like it's nothing. You know what I mean? He's like, Hey, what's going on, man? I I was, I was thinking, you're not going to shoot me, you know, (laughs) but yeah, they're, they're they're pretty cool with, with, you know, with, with certain things that uh, probably the more liberal places they wouldn't be. Oh yeah, I, I know that for a fact. <laughs> it is nice though. I, I do like being friends with some of those guys because, like, it, it's cool to compare capabilities and just to see how they do things. And it's like, yeah. once you realize it's it, they're humans too. They're not these yeah. people are not superhuman. They know, you know, they're not. A lot of Martin is not as trained as high as you'd think they are, right? Like, no, no. So once you once the veil was pulled back a little bit it's like we like it puts everything into perspective yeah like like who who are the potential worst like that's that's one thing i like to do is like the risk analysis like what is the most fierce worst enemy that we could fight that would be we would that would come after us maybe our own government like military Mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe like the Chinese, if they were on our soil. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because I can't really, you know, so let's think about that, right? Like that's, and that uh, unfortunately is the prob- most two probable choices here. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> so knowing the capabilities that the military has, Mm-hmm. More or less, you know, they, I think in this next conflict, they're going to use all the weapons that we don't know about, too, unfortunately. Right. Um, but if they're coming after us, you know, think about it. We're going to have to be hiding. We're going to have to blend into the populace. We're, you know, if it's an, if it's a fight and it's on like Donkey Kong, okay, then it's, you know, we're not going to blend back in. But most of the time it's going to be, they're here. We can't be there. You know, right. and if we if we're seen, we got to do what we do and then back the fuck out. And then we got to go live and survive and hide in the shadows. Um, right. Yeah. Which is. Yeah, it's that's an important thing, you know, to, for I think for people to think about as well is that a lot of people we want to a lot of people want to focus on what the high how the high speed operators, all these uh, special operations guys are doing stuff. But I think in a world like that. We need to be looking more at guerrilla fighters of the past and the present. I mean, like the Viet Cong, even, I mean, the, the Taliban, uh, the other Mujahideen um, organizations, uh, uh, the, the Cubans during the Cuban Revolution, you know, all, all these different like guerrilla fighters. Uh, we like I talked about in a video before, we like to think about, you know, that we're so much better than them. But if we do that. I'm not saying we should be like them in every way. Obviously, we don't want to be terrorists like you, you know, you've, I think you mentioned in a video a while back. Right. But if we if we can't humble ourselves and learn from those people that have 
done these things, you know, effectively, then I think we are doing ourselves a disservice. Like we're going to have, like, there's going to be no phone conversations about it. There can't be, there's going to be no texting. Hey, we're going to do this. Like, like I hope everyone has accepted that. That's listening to this has accepted that fact. It's not going to be, you can't use your phone and whatever's going to happen. Right. Like, right. At all. Like zero, t- like you use it once and they've got you. Delta is going to be, you know, SEAL Team 6 is going to be kicking down your door at 3 in the morning, that next morning. Have runners. I mean, you know, people on motorcycles, bicycles, whatever, blending in with the population, uh, carrying messages back and forth, preferably probably verbal, so it's not even written down. You know, I have a little little bit of a different take um, in the – maybe not different. Maybe you actually feel this way too. You just didn't allude to it. Probably. I feel like the guys that are listening to this, I want them to think of themselves as operators and the fe- maybe not operators, maybe that's a bad way, but think of them as members of like an ODA, but there's no other members like you're the whole fucking ODA and mm-hmm. that you're you have to go and train the group around you that you will be with to do tasks, defensive tasks and other tasks that support the defense because the whole thing here is going to be defense barrier putting time and distance between you and the enemy um Mm -hmm. that's going to be the name of the game right so having having the wherewithal there to i lost my fucking train of thought oh god on the podcast i did it (laughs) i'm not even editing this that's staying in that's all right. People, what was I saying? Deal with it. You want people to think of themselves as like like oh, operators yes. oh, yeah, trained yeah. together. Yeah, that's right. So think about it. We're going to have to be we're training the trainers, if you will. So mm-hmm. the guys that are listening to this, I want you to train to that higher standard. I want you to go find the police or the sheriff's deputies that, you know, maybe you're friends with or that you've seen around and you have struck up a conversation with. I want you to get out there and train with them. Don't be a fucking weirdo, obviously. But like if you get the opportunity to train with them, train with them and your goal should be to be better than they are your goal yeah. should be to be better than the active duty grunts the ones that would come and kick your door down because if you can do that then guess what i mean this is a real game it's i mean think of it as a game but like the most dangerous game if you know you're better than the average one of them that's a good fucking thing to have so yeah then, you definitely can be i mean you've talked about it before too that you know us regular infantry guys don't get that high speed you know level of training like people correct. think the, the thing that we do is get that muscle memory of, hey, you know, yeah, I think you might agree to this. The biggest difference between grunts and any other people in the military is we're trained to throw grenades and run when ambushed up close. Right. That's the yeah. thing that we're trained to do that other people kind of aren't. Right. Um, and so but, but that is through doing the basics over and over and over again. So you default to these certain moves and techniques under stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you kind of you know focus on the basics and build where you don't have to think about it. So yeah, so then let's take that up like ten fucking notches, right? For the guy listening to this, so mm-hmm. you got to do that for being, uh, let's say, tactically squared away. Then you need to do it having your energy squared away. Then you need to do it having your food supply. Then you need to do it having, um, you know, gasoline for vehicles or or having transportation then you need to do it for you know 
what medical then named on down the line your kids schooling you know shit like that so then okay so you got to be a a jack of all trades yeah and in that way that is how you know i guess you could say like special operations are you know there's a whole lot more skill sets they have to learn than than just the uh you know regular infantryman and yeah in in this type of situation yeah that's yeah that is you 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 are going to have to master all these different skill sets not just shooting well yeah and so then you go it goes back into there's the two types of kind of jobs that we're going to be we're going to be in the shot caller uh, you know around the property or in your mag if you're listening to this right you know there might be a bunch of you that this doesn't apply to and i'm overlooking something but I really think it's going to be dudes who are single and are going to be actively going out and being combatants or on the line, if you will. And then there's going to be the guys that are running family organizations and operations back in a defensive posture. So the officers, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. If you're that guy making those calls, it behooves you to have the broadest understanding, knowing the most people so that your decisions, you might, you want to know all the different repercussions of that decision. And there's no way you can, if you don't have experience or knowledge in a bunch of broad topics. Mm-hmm. And you got to think about it. If you're that young guy, or you're going to be doing active operations, you know, I foresee if something happens, I will probably do something here and there. Why not? I'm going to get my hands dirty. I kind of like that stuff. Right. So <laughs> right. let's be real. Uh, fucking glowies. I'm joking here. I'm joking. Um, I, I know right now. Yeah. I know (laughs) based on what we've even just talked about now, what it would take to have an engagement, right? You have to Mm -hmm. do it from distance or up close and escape, right? And you have to blend back in. And all that goes into that, or just gaining intelligence and laying eyes on up close, or being completely, um, you know, camouflaged and doing the stealthy as hell, it, that takes a serious amount of knowledge and skill to pull off to prep in advance. So you, you really do have to have a superior knowledge because who's to say? You might not have to do a little CQB in the process of evading and escaping with your Glock because you can't carry a fucking rifle because there's a bunch of people around and you got to wear a mask, two masks, gloves, and a face shield just to fucking blend in wherever you're at. Right, right. right. It's a good point. But then I think the majority of it, you know, would probably be supporting, you know, I think a majority of this is going to be going out in the hills and in the woods. And the country and farming and living off the land and pulling defensive posture patrols until some sort of local um, militia or sheriff or law enforcement of some sort or help aid comes in in a larger group and organizes people to help, you know, go on defensive patrols of the larger, you know, area. Mm hmm. Yeah, And the problem is we're almost relying on it. That's why I think there's a lot of shot callers here. Cause I know guys that I've talked to that listen to this podcast and we are the guys that are trying to get ahead of the curve for their whole County or their whole city. So that when things do go down, we already know I have, I have these dudes surrounding me that have this amount of land that can feed this amount of people here. Are the people that we're looking at already. So we're trying to do those logistics in advance and then knowing if we, we can handle up to this amount, right. 
and then we're going to need this. And we have different phases of this. Um, who knows what the government has planned and what their you know default things are. But if we can avoid having anything to do with food lines or any camps or anything like that, that's the whole goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've done something. I've been trying to do something similar, which uh, I did a video on it a while back. Uh, I tried to start this like preparedness organization for my county. I've tried to get the sheriff's department and all these people on board for, you know, for like, like you're talking about or for the same reasons. I haven't had much luck with the sheriff's department. Um, they've, uh, they're probably trying to steer clear in case it's some kind of crazy stuff, you know, which it's not. But I understand, you know, they I have to be cautious about the this department itself either. Yeah, but I would like to think that, you know, back to what we were talking about, about where to get guns and things like that, I, I would hope, I know that our our sheriff, our local sheriff is a Marine as well. He was in Iraq too. Uh, I, I would like to think that hopefully if that time came that he would, you know, say, hey, you know, not just giving weapons and stuff out to anybody, but would, you know, support, say, a group like mine or 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 yours or, you know, somebody trying to do good and defend the community. I would I would hope that that wouldn't be a, a you know, a, uh, an obstacle. I would hope I think that they would say, yeah, here, here, help us out. You know, I don't know. And but I, I, you know, I've thought about that, too. I th- Somebody online mentioned something about a uh, a deputized a deputizable list or something like that. Request mm-hmm. to be on the deputizee list or something. If you know, shit goes oh, south. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. I heard huh. that I think yesterday. That's pretty cool. If it is, I'm gonna have to ask. Maybe he'll answer me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of half and half with like. Uh, I think I understand how the rules work as far as the sheriff has the ultimate authority, but it's like, you know, our sheriff seems cool at face value, but I know of some things he's done. I'm like, I don't really like that. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, do I really want to risk myself putting myself out there or not? Like, I think they're going to be the ones that would be locally involved with stuff, but it's like at the same point, I know a, you I'm not trying to sound bad here. I know just I know more bad cops than I know good cops. I'll say that. I've ran into more bad than I have good as well. And, and I'm friends a with fact. a bunch of them, and I know way more bad ones than are good. I actually know yeah. three of them that are good, and I know maybe a couple hundred. Right. <laughs> yeah, I wonder at what point, you know, like would 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 sheriff's deputies, you know, say, No, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not enforcing these laws because they're wrong. You know, or, or at what point would they say, yeah. okay, I'm gonna, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> I'm just doing my job. The worst part is they're going to fucking enforce them. Enough yeah. people will enforce them. So people just have to accept that. Now, look at Hurricane Katrina. They sent the 82nd Airborne in with the fucking local police, and they took people's guns. I wasn't in the Airborne then, and that's m- messed up that I, I mean, I know about that, but they took yeah. people's guns, and they were kicking in their doors and everything. So, yeah. The the problem is they don't have enough people to do that on a large scale, and I think no. that the population as a whole is tuned into this enough to where they're like they're they're waiting and they're expecting the government to try to do something tyrannical. So it's like, oh, are they? I don't think the, the police are willing to pay the price of going door to door taking people's guns. I think this is going to take more than the regular police. I think it's going to be martial law, or it would take. And well, it would have to be martial law, first of all, but it would have to take maybe the UN or NATO or some shit like that. 
Yeah. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, I, I think that too. You know, people people talk about that, like, oh, they're coming to take all of our guns. Uh, my usual my usual response is, no, they're not. They can't logistically, they can't logistically do it, right. not by themselves. No. And I mean, if the police department started to do that, well, I mean, the police departments are not. Uh, here we go into one of those things that I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not a uh, very. I feel not like a very defensible we need um, this position. Is one of those things you say <laughs> you say in code word over a transistor radio after everything's <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah. The, the the police departments are, are a uh, not a really hard target for people that, you know, might be pit, might get pissed off about something like that. I think just I'll say this cuz this is the truth and I never did this, nor will I, so I don't give a fuck. We always used to joke around about how we'd rob a bank, right? When I yeah. was deployed. We'd always we'd be sitting in between missions or whatever and be like, you know, I don't know how these guys don't get away with it. And we'd like joke around. Right? <laughs> and uh, you know, I think about those times a lot. And I think mm-hmm. about um you know, Jordan Peterson has said it, you gotta you gotta become a monster in order to be to, like a, a good man. Because yeah, until yeah. you've gone there and gone all the way to that monster level you don't know how far that really people are willing to go so if you can't go there in your mind somebody will outwit you and beat you yeah so knowing knowing how destructive or how violent um you can get or people can get and then looking around and seeing how unprepared most people are it just it's like a gut check like if somebody really wanted me dead i'd, I'd be a goner absolutely yeah the yeah this is one thing people, people got to alive is because people don't want them actively dead because if they wanted them that dead that bad it would be easy to do right absolutely that's another important thing i think for people to realize like no matter how much we think about these things no matter how much we we train no matter how much tactical stuff that we do and how much gear we have it it could be like a you know a 14 year old kid with a 22 rifle could could end your life in a in, a, in an instant and a and a big thing with like the whole topic here is if they're on top of you, like when they raid your house, you've already lost. Yeah. Like yeah. you're either at that point, you're going away in cuffs or you're there. You're going to die by the cops hands at that mm-hmm. point, because yeah, you might hypothetically get a few of them, but they're, you can't get them all there. It's just not going to happen. So no. you can't put yourself in that spot to where they're at your front door or when they're there, you're gone. Or they don't, you know, they come in the house and they get what they, you allow them to get, right? The stuff that you mm-hmm. don't want them to get, they, they don't have access to, right? It's right. cached. It's somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times we went on a raid or something in Iraq and um, the people were raiding, they won because they weren't there when we got there. <laughs> they, they knew we were coming and they, they vanished, you know? People say there's, you know, kind of things, you know, that, you know, like that, that we've seen in, in Iraq and people seen in Afghanistan, the way they fight, the way they do things. It's, it's cowardly. Well, it works. <laughs> it's not cowardly if that's the only way you can fight and win. Exactly. Exactly. If that's literally your only that doesn't mean it's cowardly. You're the underdog. Right. Right. So, I mean, it goes back to like, 
and I'll say this, this ain't going to get the feds on me as much as they're going to not going to like it. Um, you know, everyone, uh, you know, yeah, you can barricade yourself in a position in a room. All I think of is look up or down. If I'm mm-hmm. going to be above you or below you, you're never going to expect it. Right. And I look at countless video. You always look at very rarely are people actually scanning above and below them. Right. Um, especially above and behind them when they walk into rooms and things like that. Yeah. Upstairs, man. That's a hard place yep. to take. I know we uh, we were out in Mojave Viper in, in California training before uh, we were supposed to go to Afghanistan, which I didn't get to go on that on that deployment on a, on a Mew, a Marine expeditionary unit. Um, and, uh, we, we were in that Mount town, man. There's this one dude at the top of a staircase took out like our whole squad hmm. shooting us from above. You know what I mean? Cause nobody, you know, you, you train to go in and clear the corners and get out of the, you know, the funnel and everything, but nobody thought to look up. He just sprayed us all in the head. <laughs> And just a few simple barricades, knowing people's tactics of when they go into a room, you know, they're probably going to split directions. If you have shit in the both directions, they're just going to funnel right into where I mean, it sounds stupid, but just they don't want to be in the funnel. They're going to go, keep going. And if, mm-hmm. you have, if you have three dressers on either side, what are they going to do? Push the dressers over? No, they're just going to be right. funneled right the fuck in. Or they're going to stand there and look and just be engaged. Right. But you know, that's, Oh, go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. Go for it. Uh, that's something that I've thought about is what I was thinking about the other day. I was looking at like my, I have a, I have the army and Marine Corps like counterinsurgency, like field man, manual sitting here. And I just looked at the cover of it and I thought like, Hey, you know what I need to be doing? And I don't think there's enough videos and people doing it. I just have to think about how to do it. But there, there's all this stuff on all this training, all these things that we have muscle memory on. Let's like reverse that and look at how can I counter that stuff? You know what I mean? Like really look at it training in reverse. Uh, I think that would be a, a perhaps a uh, better way to go about a lot of things. Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. And that's one of those things that I feel like, Oh man, I just want to talk about it, but it's like for OPSEC, this is one of those things we should not talk about because that's how you win or lose. If if I tell people like, oh yeah, they're going to have tow missiles and these, and they're going to target you from it. Like, how do you avoid tow missiles? Oh, and the guy listening on the other line is like, oh fuck, put that on the procedure for the trade doc that they need. Right? Like, oh man, we cannot give away <laughs> TTPs on this channel. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but uh so let's let's talk about just some quick tips just we'll have a little brainstorm around and uh unless you got anything else this has been fun i want to talk to you again for sure yeah Um, thank you okay so just some maybe some tips or tricks that you can think of off the top of your head right one one that i i think i mentioned recently is um if you if you want to hit or raid or ambush a convoy you can bet that the lead driver probably knows where they're going. Yeah. So if you can get him or her, right, they're mm-hmm. probably going to have a lot of intelligence on them. That lead Absolutely. driver. Yeah. I think I remember you said that in the video, didn't you? Yeah. I'm not smart enough to come up with that on my own. That's uh, Mac V. Sog stuff I've been <laughs> listening to. So. Yeah. And it's funny because that's something I hadn't really thought about until you, until you said something about that. I was like, why did I never think about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, 
so uh, here's another thing that just reminded me that you know uh, people not in the military probably haven't thought about this just seeing what the people the unit's reaction is right so you don't ever think about this this is a great fucking analogy oh my gosh i love this I w- i'm gonna trim this part right here and fucking put out something so in uh when you're looking at an enemy you're looking mm-hmm. to see how they react to to responses right so let's say you have a sniper shot or an explosion go off you don't have to target them to kill them every time you can do it and to see what they do what is their reaction does every time do they speed past it do every time they stop and the second vehicle moves past and then the third and then the fourth like what do they do then you can provide an attack that's really a devastating one right because you know if they do this and then they're going to do b and c so we'll hit them with b and c and then fucking finish them off right afterward or whatever so think of it like this most people when they see a guy on first base and the pitcher in a baseball game turns and he throws back to first base people are like oh he threw slow he wasn't even trying to get him no no one realizes that's not an elite baseball player the guys in the field are looking at the batter if the the, they're looking for the batter to flinch like he's gonna bunt because if he's gonna bunt then they're gonna steal the next time so they need to get a jump on the bunt so that when they do that throwback to first and they throw it softly they're not he's not throwing it to try to get the guy on first out. They're doing it to see if the, the guy at the plate is going to square around and bunt. So if he doesn't, then they'll throw home, right? But if he did, oh guess what? You caught him. You caught him about to bunt. Most people don't realize that. So you everyone's eyes are looking somewhere else. So by f- pinching their butthole super fucking tight every day with explosions here and there and then putting backpacks everywhere, right? And we see they always do this. Well, then we go from novice guy that blows his arms off planting an IED in the ground to devastating, horrifying attack that keeps the unit out of your AO for weeks. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and to your point about yeah, another point of that is of uh, not necessarily always trying to kill the enemy in an attack, sometimes just to destroy their will to fight. You know, we saw that sometimes in Iraq, you know, just boom, a little pop shots here and there and they'd run away. Really the idea was, isn't always to, to kill. It's to just, I mean, we, you know, in this situation, we get, we're the ones with all the time. If we're talking about a, a red dawn situation, well, I mean, we could just ride it out like the Taliban has done for the last 20 plus years. You know, we got nothing but time. We can just keep, keep, keep them on their toes uh, and destroy their will to fight. We don't have to kill them with every single attack and everything that we do. Just harass them and make yep. it where they don't want to come around no more. That's right. They, they just want to go home. I mean, like uh, another point to that is look at the, like the uh, second Chechen wars. I mean, the Russians did not want to fight. They just wanted to go because the Chechens were, you know, destroying them psychologically as well as physically. That's another thing. I, I always, you know, this is for the Wolverines out there, right? In the in the crazy outlandish event that we like ever get one of these theme these I don't, I'm not gonna drop the name. I'm glad I stopped myself. One of these camps. <laughs> I don't know what you were gonna say. Camps. <laughs> yeah, in the future that doesn't exist. This is totally yeah. hypothetical. Um <laughs> we like get it surrounded, right? Like I just want to have like on a loud, like just play like 
just straight psyops, like babies crying on like a loudspeaker and shit, and just fucking torn yeah. up. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. I was thinking, I, I was gonna write. Uh, I'm retarded. I was gonna <laughs> write things down that I was gonna make point to on my um on my. I'm in my my little command post here, writing stuff down on the dry erase board. As I, but I uh, I forgot about. Huh? I need to get one of those for YouTube videos. Yeah, it's it's really helpful, especially on Patreon when I'm trying to when my words don't work. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, psyops, I think that's something important to uh, to talk about that nobody ever does when we're talking about uh, whether whatever kind of SHTF uh, anything in, involved in any of this kind of stuff is um, psychological operations uh, and being able to you know put out say counter propaganda or your own propaganda um and and be uh, propagandas you know maybe that's not the word to use because people see that as kind of a bad ugly thing but you know what i mean i think everybody out here your own information yeah yeah that's a better way to a nicer way a euphemism counter propaganda uh, yes yes uh you know um and, and you got and, and win the hearts and the minds of the people in your in your area in your ao because uh, if everybody's against you you know, then, then you're screwed. But, uh, I think that's an important topic for, for people to, to, to research on. Uh, a lot of that stuff is in the counterinsurgency field manual, uh, that the army and the Marine Corps uses is, um, you know, winning the people's hearts and minds, uh, like that and doing your sort of psychological operations. Yeah. And just exploiting every weakness. It, that's going to be critical. Pressing, all those little pressure points um, to cause as much strain and un- uh, just pain as possible on that enemy. Uh, yeah. Because that that's how you increase your survivability. I sound like the dude out of Detroit, um, the, the self-defense idiot. Uh, you increase your survivability <laughs> because you're going to take away from the the mental, you know, the level at which these fighters against you are operating because they're going to be tired. They're going to be disgusting. They're going to be in the same clothes because you keep, you know, attacking their supply lines so they can't get anything in to rebuild from where the mortar attack, you know, blew their fucking laundry up and they can't get any mail in and they have to stir their own shit because they can't make there's every time Porter Johns get delivered, somebody blows them up. Right. Uh, right. Just, and then every time they step out of their vehicle, there's a pop shot here and there. They have to drive five miles an hour to avoid all the backpacks. Um, and then half the time they blow up. Like if they're living in that state of fear, they're not operating at a high level attacking you. They, you know, they're going to have to rely solely on their tier two and one elements to uh, to hit you. And then at that point, that's where your main fight's going to be is against those raiding forces and against trying to find where they're they're based out of and attack and isolate those bases and siege them yeah absolutely if you will yeah i I was watching something a while back uh and you know it's it's something i thought about in iraq before too on that on that note yeah if we can if you can keep them you know like like us we're out in a fob or something you know it's hot there's no air you, you want some real food, something other than MREs. And uh, if we, if you can keep them in that state and, and you have a few people, you know, attacking here and there, 
and the rest of your guys are back in the in the hooch in the house back at your homestead or whatever just chilling out relaxing getting some r and r and they're just rotating out continuously rotating hitting the enemy and relaxing hitting the enemy and relaxing you know you're in a lot better shape than that invading force they're super uncomfortable and they don't want to fight anymore they're tired they're hungry and they want to go home and also going back initially to that area study or terrain study um like for me for example there's an airport not too far from where i live and you know what are the odds uh, let's say for example they're using that airport the enemy is using that airport well i have a lot of resources that i know and i'm very familiar with the airport to include like the runways and everything like that so if i wasn't right if i wasn't familiar with that but I still knew they were using that airport. It would probably help if I knew a guy or two, right? Going back to that community aspect and having all these relationships with people. Um, because you're not going to know how exactly they're going to do things, right? They might be here. They might be there. So you have to know in advance what your area is. Like if you live in the coast and you are constantly in the, in, you know, the waterways and they, you have that attacking force, that invading force, and they're in those waterways. You need to be sabotaging those waterways. That's on you. That's your area of responsibility. Like if they yeah. come to my area in North Carolina, I got it, right? We'll be attacking them. We'll be putting the pressure on them from here. And that goes for every minute man and guy out there. Like you, you got to do it in your area. That's why I say be like one of those Green Berets. Train up your crew in your region and your area to fight back and resist but that is so to even have the ability to fight back and resist, you have to have every all those base levels accomplished first, which are the yeah, hardest absolutely. ones, the safety and security of your family. Right, right. Heck, yes. Yeah, a lot of those <clears throat> a lot of those softer skills uh, definitely uh, help out in that in that situation as well. Maybe, maybe you know, I'm just thinking of this now um, and. People listening to this, if you think this is a good idea, riskykrisky at protonmail.com. Email me there. Um, it, I don't think it'd be a bad idea to get some sort of community or like a network, if you will, of donated MREs, water bottles, purification stuff, like sustainment for just in bulk for regions, right? So like if we could find, let's say, two or three counties – or, or, you know, my part of North Carolina, and I can get everyone in this area to donate a certain amount of money or, a certain, you know, have like a food drive, if you will, for and have a place to store it for the greater good. Not to feed homeless people or shit like that, just for preppers like us, for like, to, so that we can sustain people because people are going to look to us. And I don't want to turn people away if I don't, I really don't want to have to do that. I don't want to give no. people a death sentence to have kids or something like that. Absolutely. And if we can get ahead of the game, you know, I don't know how feasible that is, but maybe put that word out there. Like, Hey, if you are that person listening to this, maybe you could start getting a, 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 a supply list set up. Have right. a, at least have goals. Maybe if we were going to supply a thousand people, how much would we need? Okay, well, let's start working on it. Right. You're talking about like for your like whole county, not just like a mutual assistance group? Yeah. So like obviously 
you got to set yeah. up your shit first, right? But like, let's say, because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. different, there's a wide variety of people, right? There's the dudes living in the city that this is the first time they've heard anything. And then there's people that are millionaires and they have everything else. And they're like, how am I going to, what's the next step? Like, if you can think larger scale, think larger scale. And yeah. Reduce the amount of zombies. Yes. Because <laughs> people, people don't get, people don't get blue pills. They, they're, they get red pilled and then they never go back. Because right. they realize, like, oh, shit, I was being lied to this whole time, right? So it's the same thing with this. Like, it, once people realize, hey, we're not the baddies here. We just want to live in peace. And we can vet people, like, they're good. They're, be- they're better off with us. They're more of an asset with us than they are just as a fucking, you know, like you said, a zombie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good idea. And I think I want to work on, I'll, I'll work on that in my county for sure. Or at least knowing get people on board. Yeah, like uh, I know. I'll just throw my experiences out there, right? Like I know a bunch of people in this local small town. I know people that own restaurants. I know people that own the gun stores, the bars, everything down there. And I'm like, if just I think about in the worst case, and I I see these people. If I can have a few of my friends that are local law enforcement or whatever, or people that like have literal authority in the community. And they see us roll up together after some shit goes down, like a nuclear bomb goes off or they say we're invaded or, or some, you know, whatever happens, they're going to trust us what we say. But that yeah. didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. That's taken me a decade plus of living here. Yeah. So if people can realize, like, and I live in a small town, like if less than 10,000 people. <clears throat> um. I'm striving to have all of, if I can have all of them squared away and safe, that's my goal. I don't know if Absolutely. that's, I mean, it's not right now. I don't have the ability to, but you know, I'm slowly getting dudes that have, uh, that live in, uh, I'm making a map, right? I know that this guy lives here. I'm trying to get guys that live all the way around so that they're, little ao is smaller they're limited to a few grid squares so you know everyone's not stretched thin and one way i've been doing that is i know all the volunteer fire departments because i was a volunteer firefighter in this area so i know i have a contact of every literally every square mile of my county because i know dudes at every station and most volunteer firefighters think like we do right at least in the south they do and um and I have street cred with them because we ran fires together. We've ran med calls together. And especially, you know, once you do this, once you're a first responder for a while, you do part-time gigs here and there, and you're working at this station, you're taking a class at that station. So uh, that's my goal, right? And is is because I know for a fact, like, the, when people see the big red truck, that has authority to it. That's the same thing as me rolling up to the, the pawn shop with my buddy, the sheriff's deputy. And he's in his gear, and they look at me after the thing goes off, and they're closing up shop. And we're like, "Hey, bro, we need ten fucking rifles right now." And we're going to yeah. the, we're going to the next building over the rooftop. And we're holding it down because they're coming here, and they're going to believe me, right? So, right. getting again, <clears throat> getting all that squared away is 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 a huge challenge, but it's not impossible to do. No, absolutely not. And it starts 
I, you know, you got to do it for yourself. You got to be that guiding light, right? If my whole thing is we make fucking YouTube videos, right? If I can't do it in my area, I shouldn't be expecting other people to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So lead by example, get yourself squared away. You guys listening and, and, you know, you don't have to have everything, but have a little bit of everything. A little bit here and there and everything. You don't have to be, you know, a trainer, ham operator, Delta Force guy and a paramedic, you know, and then also have 50 acres of land and horses. You can have you can have been a security guard. Right. And, you know, you're good with cars and, and, you know, you're in shape. Right. Don't be not in shape. Let me just say that right now. That's not an excuse. If you're not in shape you better understand where your role is going to be in all this. And I don't say that to be rude. I say that to be realistic. Like you better prepare that you somebody's going to have you doing a, what seems to be a, a meaningless job, or you're going to be watching kids or you're going to be sitting on an inner security post. That's not for seeing anything. So if you don't want to do that, <laughs> just square yourself away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like I've said before, not everybody has to be that, that, that rifleman that uh you know that person doing that stuff either though uh but uh definitely I would, uh, I would respect a man more that knew without me having to tell him that he shouldn't be going out of the wire and he and he immediately took to hey knowing his role or staying in his lane right like yeah absolutely yeah heck i've sometimes i felt like i'm getting to where i'm not and i've slapped on i mean i'm not you know like a fat you know slob or anything but uh, I've, I've definitely not in as good a shape as i used to be which i don't think anybody really probably is the older they get but life happens you know but that, oh, that's like a big topic yeah uh I, plus my ankles messed up i've, I've I shattered my ankle faster open in the Marine Corps and it, it hurts to run a lot. So, so I know, you know, my, my, my limits, but, uh, that's a, um, that's a big topic. Uh, and at the very beginning of the rifleman course that I've been planning, I don't know if you've seen the videos or anything where I've talked about that. I'm doing that. Um, but I've uh, seen it, I think on YouTube, you mentioned it. Yeah, uh, it's I've been working on it for like a year because it's just so much stuff. I've been combing through these, you know, the uh, all my manuals and stuff because there's so much stuff that I don't remember. You know, I don't. I that was I mean, what 13 years ago? You know, I got out of the Marine Corps, so I got to look back through this stuff. But uh, <clears throat> one of the that's one of the things at the at the very beginning of the course is you know physical fitness because that's super important. If you can't if you can't shoot move and communicate you're you're screwed you know you you exactly. got to you got to move all this stuff just you know standing on a range uh firing at stationary targets you know that that's not that's not real life you know you know combat you know it's good to work on those marksmanship skills but man you got to move and take cover you know what i mean how are you going to do that if you're in your you're in terrible shape you know that's right especially i mean moving to you know contact to begin with but yeah. Any more we need to talk about on uh, um, logistics? Maybe we just need to have a logistics guy on. Maybe maybe, maybe so. we need to ask a logistics guy questions. That's probably a good idea. A quartermaster is that what they're called? I don't know. 
<laughs> supply? Yeah, we called him Supply in the Marine Corps? Yeah, Supply Guy. If you know a Supply Guy, <laughs> or you're a Supply Guy, and you feel like you could contribute, email me, riskykrisky at protonmail.com, and we will set this up. You can come back on, me and yeah. Josh will talk to you, and just grill you uh, with how we win the war logistically. Yeah, I would love that because, I mean, like, I have my ideas, but unfortunately, I think, like, a lot of the ways that I look at things for my area may not apply to, you know, most other people's areas. I don't know. Um, but, but, I'm yeah, a hammer I mean, looking for nails, and I'm just like, this, we could blow this up. We could ambush this. That's all I think. Yeah. I mean, and that's a way to get stuff too. <laughs> I, mean, I, know, like, see, I know ambushing stuff. Huh? I know that's my problem. So I know like anytime, <laughs> anytime I get that vibe going, like, we'll just fucking destroy it. Well, this is, it will put a kill zone in here. And, and I just think like, <laughs> am I taking this too far? I always have to ask myself, am I taking this way too far right now? No, <laughs> which I mean, like for real, though, if we're talking about a Red Dawn thing, you know, like I'm not afraid to talk about that publicly because and we're talking about a foreign invasion. I'll talk, I'll say whatever when it comes to that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, ambushing, ambushing a patrol and taking their stuff is definitely an option uh, for, you know, the logistics side of things. <laughs> yeah, I would have no problem. See, that's the other thing. I was just thinking about manhole covers. I need to stop before I get all of the government agencies called on me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think we're <laughs> with that. We'll uh, we'll close it out. We'll get a logistics guy on here and we'll talk to him though for sure. Heck yeah, that'd be fun. Awesome. And then we also maybe uh, maybe get a YouTube video or something. We'll get squared away at some point potentially. I'd like that. You're talking about me and you? Yeah, man. We should do that. Something. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Maybe I'd come up there. You come down here or something. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Heck yeah. All right, bro. Well, I will, uh, I'll get this edited up and uh, I'll try to have this out at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Cool, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It was fun. I enjoyed talking to you. Hell yeah, man. We've been going for 102 minutes and it does not feel like it. No, it doesn't. I hope. I hope we, you know, something we said, or especially me, because I get kind of sidetracked sometimes. I hope something resonated with somebody and helped somebody out in, in some way. And then we were going to talk mostly about logistics, but we got off on all kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You get sidetracked. I literally forgot what I was talking about on my own podcast once. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm stupid enough yeah. to leave it in there, too. But hey, that's cool though, man. Because that shows that we're we're just regular. We're just we're just people, man. We're just humans. I'm just pacing <laughs> back and forth in my house. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, me too. I'm walking back and forth <laughs> in my shed. Just I can't sit down for too long. <laughs> I'm the same, dude. I can't. I have to walk. If I'm talking, I got to be walking back and forth. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. All right. Same. Well, all right, bro. God bless you. You have a good night, and I will. Uh, I'll be in touch. All right. Take it easy. All right. Y'all go check out his channel. I will link it in the description and stay frosty.